Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today we're joined by Dr. Carrie Gelb, who is the uh, who's the head of All Docs, and he is going to be speaking with us about a new movie called Open Your Eyes that he produced on the OI show. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. Today we're joined by Dr. Carrie Gelb, and uh, Dr. Gelb, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you share with us a little bit about the uh, the genesis of how you came about with uh, this movie and why you brought it about? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I would love to talk about the film. It's going to be released any any moment now. We keep being threatened that it's going to be released. You know, we it got held up because of the pandemic, so they weren't releasing documentaries. So uh, app, look for it on Apple TV and Hulu any day now. Okay, And the reason why we made the film uh, is because, you know, as optometrists, the public doesn't know what we do. Right. So it's a public awareness film. And it's something that's really bothered me as being president of all docs and our board for many years is that here we have this great profession. And as optometrists, you know, we have to be endocrinologists and neurologists and cardiologists and immunologists and uh you know, we have to be we have to be wear all these hats because, you know, m- many diseases, not most disease, diseases may manifest in the eye. If not, if it's not the first place it manifests. So often we're the first doctor to diagnose whether it's or, an autoimmune disease or, you know, something something common is hypertension or diabetes. But, you know, there's a number of things that could affect the eye. I once had a patient with liver cancer. And they had, they presented with this very unusual corneal basement membrane issue. And, you know, the cornea person didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And, you know, and unfortunately it turned out that it was uh, the person had liver cancer mm-hmm. and passed away uh, a number of years later. Uh, but, you know, the eye is, you know, as they say, is the window of the, of the world, the window of the health. And, you know, we love, we had a great time making the film. It took about three years to make it. There's over a million dollars into it. And, you know, our goal is to make the public aware what an optometrist could do because, you know, we have these disruptors out there that are telling patients that, you know, they could just look at their cell phone and get their eyes examined. And, you know, the eye being so complicated, nothing could be more than that. That's very far from the truth. Yeah. Certainly yeah. if somebody has a sty and we're in the middle of a pandemic or they have a red eye, sure. You know, you know, a good optometrist could handle that. But, uh, you know, but, you know, it gets complex. As I said, you know, we're going from the front of the eye all the way back to the optic nerve. So we're neurologists and immunologists and, you know, we're we're everything. And, you know, we really have to know general medicine to really be a good optometrist. Plus, we have to be able to refract and give use the give the proper contact lenses. And now with the new refracting techniques that we have with the equipment, you know, if they're on their cell phone and they're getting a refraction on this, you know, so, so-called refraction on their cell phone, or they come into an optometrist's office that's using a phoropter or one of these new digital uh, phoropters, you know, on a scale of one to 10, their glasses are going to be a 10 out of 10. But if they're doing it on the phone, maybe they're seeing a seven out of 10. And that make a, may make a big difference when they're driving at night on a dark road and a deer is, uh, is, is running across the road or a little kid and, you know, you want to be able to see your best. So, but nobody's out there talking about what we do. You know, right. nobody knows what we do. 
You know, yep. they're talking about what we don't do and that, you know, we're we're ripping people off and just do it on the cell phone. And that's how, you know, 1-800 started, you know, basically saying, you know, come to us, your eye doctor's charging too much. And uh, but but they weren't paying attention to the great things that we do. And if we don't tell the public who is and that's, that's really right. what that's my passion, really. Mm-hmm. And that's why we made the film. That's why I'm doing the podcast. You yeah, know, I yeah. love doing the podcast with the optometrist because they, these guys are so smart. You know, I'm asking the questions, you know, but they're so smart. It's just amazing. You know, uh, you know, you interview uh, Dr. Mark Dunbar, one of these guys, and, you know, they're just so they're just so brilliant. And it's just so exciting to to interview such smart people in our profession. Yeah. Well, we have some uh, some amazing people that it's it's always nice to sit down with them. And I don't know about you, but the reason I, you know, I started the podcast is because I learned so much from my colleagues at optometry meetings. And, you know, during the pandemic, I wasn't getting to learn anymore because I wasn't sitting chatting with them. Uh, so it was like this opportunity to to get to talk to all these people that I thought were brilliant and share those conversations, which uh, I think, you know, as you've done very, very eloquently in yours. So let's talk a little bit about the film. Like um, you, you, you've got this message and right. You carried that message really, really well about, you know, the hundreds of of medical diseases that we can see in the eye. You know, you, I've, I've heard you share that message and talk about that. And, you know, we're more than just, uh, just eye care providers, but we're primary providers and, you know, general practitioners in some ways, as you've pointed out, but why a film? Like, how did that start? How were you like, okay, we're going to make a movie, right? I mean, who says that, right? How did you get to that point where like, let's get a camera crew. We're going on the road. You know, it, you know, I was talking to my a friend of mine uh, and he was friends with uh, Bing Films, the, Wayne Chesler, who's the, who's the producer of the, the writer and producer of the film. And he said, you know, you have such a great story to, my friend Howie said, you have such a great story to tell. I'm going to hook you up with uh, my friend Wayne, who's a movie maker. He does documentaries. And he did this documentary uh, on cancer. It was called, it's called Cut, Poison, and Burn. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very sad documentary, but it's a really good eye-opening uh, documentary. And uh, so I spoke to him, and we said, okay, let's do it. And as president of all docs, you know, I'm lucky I'm in the position where I could raise the money and, you know, all the companies pitched in and, you know, we know that there's a need out there. So uh, we said, let's go for it. So yeah. that's really how it happened. And then, uh, you know, wh- how, how did you continue your practice during this time? How did you, you know, continue doing the other things that you're doing? Because this was uh, like a three-year undertaking, right? Yeah. So, uh, so basically we would do it Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Cause I see patients Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, once in a while I would take a Wednesday off, but you know, we leave, uh, you know, we leave Saturday night or Sunday morning and come back late Tuesday, you know, and that's kind of how we did it. Yeah. And, and, we were, and where, where all did you travel to? I, I know you were all over the place. So we were in Costa Rica, you know, in Nicoya, in the Blue Zone area with the centenarians. And that was probably my favorite place. You know, it really hits you in the heart. You know, you see these people living in the jungle and they're living to 100 years old. And, you know, they've never been to a doctor. But, you know, they don't suffer from the chronic diseases that we get in the West because, you know, everything they eat is real food. 
you know, everything has one ingredient. It's not full of chemicals like we eat, you know, so they don't live there, you know, from 70 on sick, you know, from mm -hmm. 60 on sick, you know, we see patients, they come into the office, they're on 10 different medications, uh, you know, over the age of 60, uh, you know, many patients there, no one's on any medication. They don't feel good. They eat something from their own garden. They have chickens running around and, you know, they're, they're slaughtering their own chickens and they're, you know, they're eating their own hogs and, and uh, growing their own vegetables. And, you know, it's really, it was really, it was really something and, and became friends with uh, Gaston, who was the ophthalmologist over there. And, you know, they basically don't get, have macular degeneration, you know, they get cataracts, but they don't get macular degeneration. And we're always told to stay out of the sun. You know, dermatology tells us stay out of the sun. You're going to get skin cancer. These people are in the sun from the minute they get up in the morning to the sun down. I mean, they spend their whole life in the sun and they live healthy. And, you know, so, they're you know, and then they get the special water that, that they drink, which has like this magnesium and calcium in it. You know, they've tested the water. So, I mean, I really enjoyed Costa Rica and our time there and studying the centenarians. Uh, I love Budapest. You know, Hungary was a, is a great country. It's a lot of fun. It's a party city there. And uh, this is a lot of fun. We were in the suburbs also of Hungary. And we interviewed uh, a doctor who was specialized in myopia control. And they had the they had some of the products like my site before we had them, you know, like, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe five years before we had it, it was FDA approved in the United States. So it was interesting to hear his perspective. I was in Canada and I spoke to Jason Fong, you know, he's, you know, he's a kidney specialist and nephrologist who's written a number of books. You know, he's, he's, he, he's the fast, you know, he kind of made fasting popular in, in the U S and interviewing Jason Fung is, was great. And his whole take on insulin resistance and diabetes was, was really interesting. So, and then of course we were, we were out throughout the United States. So, it, it, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. You know, before I interviewed them, you know, I really studied up, I, you know, I, you know, I had to know everything about them. It's funny. In one of my podcasts, I interviewed Robin Lustig, who's been on 60 minutes and he's a, you know, he's, he, he's very well known. He talks about fruct dangers of fructose and sugar. And I said to Dr. Lustig, you know, you know, I, I really prepared for him. You know, I, I watched, so many of his YouTube videos and read all his stuff. And I was ready for him. And I said, before we went on camera, I said, Dr. Lustig, I want you to know, you know, he always talks about his mother in his, in his lectures. Cause he has this, he goes, my mother bought me this tie. That was, that's one of his lines. It's kind of a funny line that he does. He kind of throws it in. And I, and I said to him, you know, Dr. Lustig, I know more about you than your mother. This was before we went on camera. He goes, Oh, my mother's dead. I go, oh, all right. I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to use that line anymore. But, you know, there's some funny things that happen during podcasts. But, you know, but, it, it, you know, it was it, it was a fantastic experience. And, uh, you know, hopefully once they release the movie, uh, we'll really get a lot of awareness uh, to, uh, you know, to what we do as optometrists. Yeah. What uh what was something that you learned during the process uh, that you like surprised you the most? You know, I think being out in the sun as much as they, they are, you know, we're told to stay out of the sun and these people are out in the sun, like nonstop and they're healthy as could be. So, you know, and then uh, Jack Cruz was in the movie, 
uh, he his message is to get out in the sun, that mm. people mm-hmm. aren't in the sun enough, that we need to get, if you want to be healthy, just like any plant, you have to be in the sun. And he explains all the different wavelengths and why that's important. Uh, and he's in the film for a little bit. I interviewed him for like three hours. You know, we didn't use a lot of what he did, what he's talked about, but we did use, you know, we did use some of them. And I think that was something that really surprised me a lot is, is the amount of disconnect between what we're told and what these really healthy people do. Yeah. Well, many people that are going to be uh, listening to this, the, the, the film will already be out by the time that it is, but moving into, you know, it being released and so forth, um, you know, m- most of our listeners are in the optometry space who who should they recommend it to? Is it other healthcare providers? Is it for patients? Is it for people on the street? Like who who should be watching this film? Like who did you want it to go to? You know, I mean, we want it to go to the public, you know, for public awareness, but it's really important that other healthcare providers see it as well because they don't know what we do either, you know, and it, you know, it's funny because. I'm very interested in functional medicine and preventative medicine, integrative medicine. And I get a lot of referrals from MDs that are into integrative medicine because they know that I'm interested in it. And you get some crazy, I got to tell you, you get some crazy cases. But, you know, for doctors that are looking for referrals from other physicians, that's a great way to get referrals because they refer to each other, the people that speak that language. So, for for many people, they might not know what you're talking about, like integrated medicine. Give us a, a give us an example of what that is that we we already do in optometry, but maybe we don't know that we're doing it. You know, Western medicine, we treat symptoms. Yeah. So we have a pill for every ill. You know, we want to. You come in, you have a you have a symptom. We treat symptoms. When functional medicine, we're looking at the cause of what's causing the disease. So for an ex- for example, somebody comes in, they have they have uh, uveitis, say, you know, obviously we're going to treat them conventionally, but we want to look at what the cause is. So maybe they need a whole battery of blood tests to see if we could find out why they're having it rather than just treating the cause. So once we can treat the cause of the problem, it's obviously it's much easier to treat the symptoms and help people get better. Right, right. You know, recently on my podcast, I had uh, had uh, an incredible clinician who's out of the Netherlands, a Vanderwart, and he he was talking about how with like myopia, we tend to be focusing right now on the solutions, and really we need to be you know focusing on on the cause and the in myopia itself and what it's doing, and, and and understand that sunlight being a prime example. You know, back to your illustration earlier of what's causing this to happen for children. And uh, so, you know, th- th- that's an example. We in dry eye, we we oftentimes are like, well, here's your med, right? But like, why is that happening? And are there environmental or are there, uh, you know, things that you can do in your daily habits that could alter that? So those are those are great examples of of ways that some optometrists may already be thinking about it, but maybe we're falling into the uh, the pill for the ill. I like that. And, uh, and, and getting really into the root cause, I think, is, is, a, is a good reminder for us. You know, it's, it's funny with patients, you know, somebody comes it with dry eye, you know, the drug companies that figure it out, you know, when you're, you're, when you're doing Zydra or you know, they're treating inflammation. 
So we want to find out what's the cause of the inflammation. And, you know, you don't have to look much further than the person's lifestyle and diet. And, you know, they're, you know, they're eating fast food and uh, they're, you know, they're, they're not exercising, they're not getting out in the sun. So if you could treat the inflammation systemically, you could help their, you could do a lot to help their dry eye. And, uh, you know, I'll say to a patient, do you want me just to give you a medication and that'll treat your symptoms? Or do you want me to teach you what the cause is and you want to treat the cause? And I've only had one patient in the last 10 years that said, just give me the drug. I, I don't care about the cause. Everybody wants to know, I mean, I, uh, I just give me the drug. I only want to treat the symptom. Everybody wants to know the cause and they want to, tr- they, they want the opportunity to be able to treat the cause. Well, they're able to do it is another That's story. A different story. Yeah. At least they want the opportunity to be able to do it and give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for, I, I know you said it earlier, but where are people going to be able to find the, the film once it's launched? So it's going to be on Apple TV. It's going to be on Hulu. Uh, it may be on some other platforms. Uh, the uh, uh, Wayne Chesler and his company, Bink Films, they, they, work, they have to work with a kind of like a, a middleman, so to speak, to, uh, to rep the film. So yeah. I know they have the film all over and they're repping it. So, uh, you know, I'm not always in kind of in the loop with that. So but they t- they keep telling me it's coming. It's coming. What a, what? I said, we got, I got, I said, well, we got 45,000 optometrists that are out there uh, counting on you to get this out there and get this on, <laughs> on TV. And, and it's also available for anybody watching your podcast. If they want to drop me an email, I drop you an email, you get in touch with me. Uh, I'll be happy to send them a copy of the film and they can watch sure. it. So they don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll leave that information in the show notes in case anybody wants to. And, uh, and, and, you know, they, they didn't really teach you how to launch a, a movie in optometry school. So that's, uh, that's something that you're learning a whole new avenue of how to, how to do this, which is just, I'm sure, fascinating. Well, for it's you. one thing making the movie, the other thing, the second thing is getting it out there. So yeah. that's just as hard, if not harder than making it, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Right, right. You wrapped up shooting in 2019. Is that right? Uh, and the 2019. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing how it's, uh, how it takes, uh, <laughs> takes a little while to get going. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about, um, about you and your practice and, and, and all docs and, and what you're involved with outside of this, uh, little movie project that you did in, in, in this amazing podcast. So I'm the president of all docs. All docs is the association of lens crafters, subleasing doctors, you know, we have about 450 members, uh, around 800 offices. We have a big meeting every year. Uh, we just had one in Biscayne. Uh, we always have very interesting, different types of speakers. You know, we've had Robert Lustig uh, speak. We you know this year we we've had we had Dr. Chris Kenobi. We had Dale Bredesen, who I interviewed, who wrote the End of Alzheimer's. So he wrote a book, uh, and it's all the research about. How to, if you get Alzheimer's, you're starting to get it, how you could even reverse Alzheimer's and the 36 things that you need to do to help reverse it. So that his book is really very good. And he, my interview with him is very good. I, anybody's interested in that disease and preventing it, or if they have a family member starting to get it, there are things you could do and they have good research behind it. You know, as far as my practice goes, you know, I believe that we should practice at the highest extent of our license. So in New Jersey, uh, you know, we we have 
very good privileges. I have about five or 600 active glaucoma patients that I, that I am following and I'm treating, uh, you know, tons of diabetics and macular degeneration patients. I have all the top equipment, you know, from OCT to a specular microscope to B scans. Uh, so, you know, right eye, you know, I have, we have all the top equipment and, you know, we, we like to practice at the, at the top of our, our, our license. And I, I practice with a number of really great doctors and uh, you know, and that, and together, you know, we, we were able to see a lot of great patients and we do, we know we'll treat the cause of patients and not just the symptoms. And yeah. you know, because of that, I get a lot of di- difficult cases that are, that are sent my way. Uh, sometimes those difficult cases turn out to be pretty easy, you know, uh, but you know, we'll see some, we'll see some interesting cases in my practice. Yeah. You know, for, for my listeners, I'm, I'm asking this question. I, I have had opportunity to speak with and, and, and get to know several all docs members and yourself as an, as an example of this. And, you know, I think when we came out of optometry school, particularly if we graduated 10 or 15 or 25 years ago, you know, thinking about, you know, having a, a lens crafters type of practice meant that you were, you know, doing eye exams and giving people glasses, right? And, uh, you know, I think you're speaking to the revolution that we're, we've seen that really is happening. And, and I've seen it in, in, in lens crafters, doctors particularly, but in, in other corporate types of settings where uh, we're practicing at a different different method than maybe is being perceived or even being touted in optometry schools. Would you say that that is the case and that there is a movement that's really been happening? Well, I can speak for what did I tee you up for that doc- one? <laughs> I can speak for my doctors, you know, my old docs doctors, and you know, most of us are practicing at a very high level, and you know, because we have to, and we like it. I mean, because. You know, we don't sell glasses. You know, we sublease from, you know, lens crafters. Uh, and uh, so we, I always tell the doctors when I hire them, we make our living by being smart. Mm-hmm. So you have to be smart and you have to be, you have to know your really know stuff because that's how, that's how we're going to make a difference in our community. Yeah. And what would you say are the advantages of, of practicing in a setting like lens crafters over you moving out of lens crafters and opening a practice on your own. Obviously you've been doing it a long time. What would you say are some of those advantages? Well, we get a lot of marketing. Mm -hmm. We have a big marketing advantage. And, you know, when it comes to certain third party, we have a big advantage with the third party, you know, lens crafters gives us a lot of support with those type of things. Uh, you know, we don't have to sell glasses. You know, some people find that as a plus, other people find it as a minus. They don't want to be involved in selling selling glasses. So, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives. Uh, and you know, Lenscraft is typically is is supportive of the doctors. You know, we we've yeah. had our ups and downs with corporate, but sure, in sure, general, sure. you know, we're on the same team, and mm-hmm. you know, we're you know we're trying to do what's best for the patient. Most of the time, they don't get in the way of how we take care of our patients. I mean, when I started with lens crafters, it was a long time ago. Uh, they said, you know, what? Tell me the equipment you need, and you know, indirects, and you know, back then, you know, back then there was no OCTs, but whatever you needed, uh, they said you they would get it for me. You know, I don't know, if things are probably different, a little bit different now, but 
you know, they're very pro doctor now. And, uh, you know, and, and there's advantages to working with a big corporation. If you're on the same page, yeah, they have resources that we couldn't possibly have. Yeah. Well, I, I sure appreciate you, uh, you pushing the envelope and continuing to, uh, help guide our profession, particularly in an area that uh, that um, you know may have historically been seen not as progressive, but certainly you know, and and I know that uh, all docs and in, in, in doctors who are practicing in corporate settings uh, certainly elevate the profession. So um, tell tell our listeners where they can learn more about you. Obviously, they can see the movie on uh, on Apple and, and Hulu, as you had pointed out but uh, you've got this podcast. What are some ways that we can follow you and learn more about what you're doing? So if you want to watch our podcast, it's Dr. Kerry Gelb, Open Your Eyes. We're on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the uh, podcast channels that, that, that you probably could think of. Uh, we have a podcast that comes out once a week, and we've released over 60 uh, over the last you know, it comes out every Monday. We've released over 60. We've had great topics uh, where we have uh, great optometrists that we interview. We try to cover a wide range of topics and also integrative medicine. So go back and watch some of those or listen to them on your favorite uh, uh, podcast channel. I think you'll be impressed and I think you'll learn a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you, Carrie. It was a pleasure to have you on the uh, on the episodes today. And thank you for joining in for this episode. We look forward to, uh, to uh, having you and other great guests on the next episode. And uh, everyone have a great day. Thank you, Dr. Keating. You take care. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. We uh, sure appreciate your support. Make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode. Uh-huh.